Um, this is sort of our like end of year show, I guess, which also lines up with the Boston Comedy Festival. There is a $500 prize on the line. Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid. Uh, for Just for reference, how many people have never been to the show before? Okay. It's a good amount. Welcome. Thank you for coming out and uh, probably supporting a friend, maybe stumbling upon it. But either way, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Um, this is sort of our like end of year show, I guess, which also lines up with the Boston Comedy Festival. And so tonight, uh, the people that I have invited to be on the show are our top 20 debaters from the entire year. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. Um, there is a $500 prize on the line. Yes. Uh, so the winner tonight will take home $500. Um, I'll open it up right now. Uh, if at any point in time the debaters want to split it up amongst themselves, they can, but it has to be unanimous among those that are left. So 24 of you, 20 of you right now, how many of you want to break it up? One, okay. <laughs> Rick Canavan has no confidence in his ability to win this thing. Uh, but yeah, at the end, uh, our final person left standing will uh, win $500. So it's great. Uh, I want to thank Sally O'Brien's for having us here tonight. Make sure to take care of your bartenders. They're working hard for you. And so because this is like our end of the year show, um, and we've done this all year as a podcast, uh, we put this up online afterwards, uh, what I've done is usually we will cover a different topic every week. Like some weeks we'll cover Nintendo, some weeks we'll cover board games, uh, some weeks we cover serial killers. Uh, and we all the questions each week is based on that topic that we're covering. But this week, since it's like an end of the year show sort of thing, all of the questions are like from the previous shows. Yeah, so... All the questions are t from tonight are questions that started other shows. If you listen to the podcast, it'll be the first question that you'll hear every week. Um, so it's going to be a good time. You guys ready? Cool. Oh, I should say, my name is Sean Carter. I'll be your host. <laughs> um, so first up tonight, our first two debaters will be Chloe Cunha and Ben Quick. <laughs> All right. Um, ben, oh, wait. Chloe, you are higher ranked. Uh, you can choose whether you go first or second. I'll go second, please. Okay, Ben, you can choose which one of these you want to cover. We could do wildlife, Harry Potter, or hot dudes. <laughs> I, oh, I remember the hot dudes debate, so I don't want to do. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm actually gonna do wildlife. Okay. Yeah. Your we'll question. We'll save hot dudes. He's gonna offer it the next round. It'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> your question from wildlife. Wildlife is uh Would you rather hold hands with your mate as you sleep at night like a sea otter, or be swept away into the ocean never to be seen again? And what, with my mate? Yeah. Like, I'm with my mate, and then we're swept into the ocean, or I'm just on my own swept into the ocean? <laughs> well, I, I mean, either way, I'm going to be swept into the ocean. That's a very easy, <laughs> very easy question. Because you know why? Because the only people that are truly remembered are those who die. Those who die tragically. Death is the most interesting thing any of you will ever do. It's the most interesting thing we have to talk about. That's why every single top-ranked podcast is some sort of crime serial killer show. That's why every single movie is based around sex and violence. And guess what holding hands is? It's not fucking. <laughs> fucking would actually be interesting. We'd actually want to do that. So if I have to hold someone's hand, I'd rather be swept into the ocean. Thank you. My opponent... 
Brent makes a very good point that holding hands is not fucking. <laughs> However, I would like to posit that you can hold hands and fuck at the same time. <laughs> I'm just saying there are many options. Personally, I like to get my hand nice and limbered up because as a uh, very gay lady, thank you for not choosing hot dudes, uh, <laughs> I use my hands a lot. So yeah, thank you, yes. So yeah, I'm gonna hold hands with my mate. We're gonna float down the river and it's gonna be adorable. And frankly, I'm, I'm really glad that my mate is holding my hand because I can't swim too well. <laughs> and otherwise, uh, yeah, I mean, we're all, as you mentioned, we're all gonna die, but you might as well do it with someone. You know? I know. Time! <laughs> so, I, I, I understand your point, but I think there's two things that we're both overlooking. Uh, first of all, as a single uh, young male, I too uh, very much use my hands. <laughs> so... <laughs> But also, I think the context of getting swept in the ocean is unclear. I see no reason why I cannot be holding hands with somebody I'm having sex with at the very moment that hurricane finally brings me the release I've been waiting for. <laughs> there seems to be no reason why that can't happen, so I'm going to go ahead and say I'll take that. Time. Interesting, interesting. I think I personally, I would rather um, drown in ecstasy than in a river. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm just going to leave it there. Oh, boy. This is a tough one. Uh, I think I have to hand the win here to Chloe Cunha. I know. It was like 51.49. All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Bill McMorrow and Lorelai Lyons. Thanks, Bill. Hey, how's it going? All right. Um, Bill, do you want to go first or second? Second? Okay. So, Lorelai, you get to choose uh, which question you would like. Would you like Harry Potter, Hot Dudes, or American Revolution? Uh, let's go Harry Potter. Okay. Harry Potter, your question is, what's the better way to share a memory with a student? Is it to tell them a story from your youth, or is it to make them literally stand inside your memory? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I was homeschooled, and Grandpappy, he always... <laughs> It always felt like I was in his memories when he was telling me his stories. Felt like I was right there next to, next to grandma. Uh, so I'd take, um, I'd take a lecture. I, I, uh, I don't want to be uh, forcing people into this like situation, this hallucination situation. People have been dosed before. It is not fair. <laughs> Uh, I'm really worried about uh, the fact that uh, recently Apple has uh, stopped InfoWars from playing, and I just want us all to keep in mind the fact that the government is actually dosing all of us <laughs> right now. <laughs> so uh, don't teach people through dosing. Don't teach people. So what am I choosing? I'm letting the guy touch me? So you're, you're, you're going to make people stand right in your memory for real. Sure. Listen, uh, he gave us the opportunity to split this, and fucking 20 comics just said, no, nah, I'm worth more than 25 bucks. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> All right, that was, that was just for the comics. I, when I went to school, I wasn't homeschooled. I went to public school, and back then they just hit you, and then you'd remember pretty much everything about that particular instance. Uh, so I'd rather hit a kid. Because uh, they'll remember. No, seriously, if kids, if kids still got hit, right, we'd, we'd stop letting them eat lead paint, and now everybody's allergic to peanuts. 
How did that happen? What's the trade-off? I'd rather eat a little bit of lead paint and fucking have some Skippy. But, oh, Jeff, I'm not trying to... Listen, it's not about uh, brand placement right now. Eventually, it's going to be when we, when we get sponsors. But right now, any peanut butter company... Time. My opponent has just displayed to you exactly why you would not want to be there. <laughs> very, very, literally. I would like to go as far away from the past as possible. Uh, if anything, I'd like to be in a projection of a future that is from a complete alternate reality because I don't want to hear about a past like that. <laughs> Ben Quick drove around this fucking block five times. We could all gone in on a potty bus. Now he's gonna, he lost, and now he's gonna pay for a cut. All right. Uh, listen, when I got hit, fuck. How many people here got hit when they were in school? Come on, admit it. How many people would hit a kid right now if you could? How many people would let me hit their kid right now if I could? Let me hit you, kid. You shouldn't hit your kid, but let me hit your kid. They'll remember. Time. <laughs> All right. I, <laughs> I hand the win here to Bill McMorrow. Okay, next up, everybody, please welcome A.J. O'Connell and Sean Clark. Okay, um, AJ, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Sean, you get to pick the topic. So, do you want to talk about hot dudes, the American Revolution, or weddings? <laughs> so, as someone who is not a hot dude, let's talk about them. Let's rip on hot guys. Oh. That was sad. <laughs> okay. I, am, I apologize. Your question is, hotter movie monster, Dracula or Fishman from The Shape of Water? <laughs> All right, so I got to say it's Dracula because he owns a castle in Eastern Europe. And do you know how expensive a one-bedroom apartment is in Somerville? And also, you can go, also, I'm a comedian. You know, drinking all night and sleeping all day is pretty much a vampire. It's pretty much a comedian as well. So there's not too much of a lifestyle change there. And also, we could go clubbing. And also, you can't make the scene if you don't have the green. And kind of green is all the fish man has. I could afford a, house, a castle in Transylvania. <laughs> and also, what's more, more romantic than being on the water? And also... A guy who doesn't need to come up for air, ladies. In that regard, ladies, you may be familiar with that time of the month and how your boyfriend doesn't like it very much. Well, who minds blood less than a vampire? And also, and not only... Do you have to deal with STDs with a normal guy? If you're fucking a fish dude, you also have to deal with mercury. Yeah, no STDs come from blood. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a great debate. You guys are both terrific, but I got to hand the win here to AJ O'Connell. All right. Man, tough choices. All right. So right now we're going to go into the gauntlet round to see who will face our number one debater of the year. <clears throat> so first up in our gauntlet round, everybody please welcome Angela Sawyer and Molly Dugan. Oh! <laughs> um, so, Angela, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I guess I'll go second. Okay. Uh, Molly, which question would you like? Uh, U.S. cities, theme parks, or day jobs? 
Day jobs. Okay. This is the worst of the three questions. Oh, fucking A. <laughs> Do you want to change your mind? Cities. All right. U.S. cities. <laughs> Uh, all right, Molly, your question is, who would win in a fight, New York Statue of Liberty or all of the Confederate statues from the southern states? Mm, 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 mm. Big green titties! Statue of Liberty. She's got those big, athletic, beautiful French thighs. She's going to stump all over there malformed concept of democracy. <laughs> She's standing up there having you question your own sexuality because you didn't know green was a choice. <laughs> Statue of Liberty came here to save the day in, in a year that no one remembers. <laughs> but she will be forever remembered after this fight. <laughs> Mal is correct. Uh, the Statue of Liberty is a much less racist option. Uh, much less. However, I gotta say, as a single middle-aged lady in her 40s, if there is one thing I'm looking for, it's a little dude with a little dick who's a little bit racist. <laughs> That, that's what I'm picking from. I'm okay with it. And if there is anybody who could, like, be melted down and slip it into Lady Liberty, it's a tiny little Confederate man. Just a tiny little shitty, immoral, terrible person who's a Confederate man. Who's going to get underneath that dress? That's who. Tiny little Confederate men. And there are thousands of them all over this country. <laughs> And they, they, who's going to get her off? It's just them. Those are the only ones. They're the ones. I can just hand you. <laughs> oh, this became about sex. <laughs> Listen, Lady Liberty, as previously stated, is approximately 200 and something years old. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's looking for. She's confident. She's got it. She's been holding this position for so many years. Her arms are so toned. She has been Obama before Obama knew what Obama arms were. She is here to defeat them. Time. <laughs> uh, I agree. Uh, Confederate statues, uh, if they were people, they'd be horrific losers, and losers are my favorite. Why do you think I hang out with comedians? That's, losers are my very favorite. So, all I'm saying is, little bunch of weirdly green dudes that people have knocked over, they can have their day. All not, right. Not that kind. <laughs> All right, excellent debate. Uh, but I have to hand the one here to Molly Dugan. Angela, you were great. It's just that you took a very racist side there. And, you know, <laughs> just can't have that. All right, next up, everybody, please welcome Kyle Mangan. Okay, uh, Molly, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Which of these questions do you want? Uh, day jobs? <laughs> theme parks or burgers? Doesn't feel like I'm going to get away from day jobs. <laughs> uh, mm, theme parks. Theme parks, okay. Your question is... Would you rather be told you're too fat to go on a ride in front of all of your friends or have the ride operator spare your failings and then you die on that ride? Oh, God, this is so triggering. <laughs> what if I know a true story about this? It's not funny. He died. Um, 
So I guess I'd rather be told. I'd rather be told because, quite frankly, I don't enjoy theme parks. I think they're full of garbage. And as a woman who has been pooped on by three different seagulls in her life, I find that a lot of them occupy space at theme parks. <laughs> and I don't wish to be around that. I would rather let my friends go die on the ride separately and then I get a funnel cake and continue <laughs> to do what I've been doing, which has gotten me to this point very successfully so far. Um, as long as I am alive and sweating it out, watching them go on the bat uh, mobile <laughs> roller coaster that is definitely a real thing, I'll be okay. I like to have my feet on the ground, firmly planted where they belong. We don't belong in the sky. We should never have been on planes. <laughs> Time. I have to defend aviation now, too? Jesus. Uh, no, obviously the answer is die on a roller coaster because I get to die doing the one thing that I love, which is raising my hands in the air like I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I feel like being on the roller coaster, like I get to experience it for the first time in my life because most people are just too polite where they're like, no, <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> you can't go on that ride, sir. You weigh like 350 pounds on a good day? Yeah, I, like most people will just tell you that and you'll be off on your way. No, let me do this for the first time ever. Go out just waving my hands, blubber everywhere. This sounds like a, just a day at the zoo for me, which is something I've also always wanted to do. But sadly, my lovely parents in the audience have never taken me to the zoo. I agree. Time. Did your dad, dad just yell, you don't deserve it? <laughs> okay, just clarifying that's what happened. <laughs> All right, Malin, you're up. Uh, Malin, Molly, my bad, sorry. We wear a lot of black. Oh, I know. I'm an awful person. <laughs> Boomy, go ahead. I will take five extra seconds, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your time's almost up. Wait, restart it, restart it, restart it. Okay, so as a person who once was very, very skinny in high school, I'm not saying I'm overweight now. I have a very good concept of my body weight. I am not overweight, but I was once very skinny, and then I did nothing to adjust for that. I never started working out. I didn't start eating better. And I know that I will slowly become a sphere. And I know that's going to happen, and I'm okay with it because I will keep living and not going on roller coasters. And I will continue to do other things, like sit in a park and watch birds, or watch TV, or eat a nice meal with my family, who are also spheres, and we will sit at a table that is oblong to account for our sphere-like bodies. Time. <laughs> Thank you, Madrid. Um... As someone who has a body built by anorexia, I am clearly the right person to answer this question. Uh, no, I didn't actually have anorexia. It was an, another eating disorder. Stepped on it. Uh, it was another eating disorder that was called My Parents Didn't Love Me Very Much. <laughs> you guys just heard him say I didn't deserve to go to a free zoo. Time. All right, that one got sad, too. There's a lot of sadness happening here. All right, well, tough call here, but I think I have to hand the win to Molly Dugan. Uh, so, to face Molly Dugan now, everybody please welcome our number one debater, Zach Jones. Okay, um, Zach, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Molly, <laughs> which question <laughs> would you like? I said Molly, and I was like, was that the right name? My <laughs> so name is sorry. Legally Mary. Um, <laughs> what did you say? My name is Legally Mary. Oh, okay. Mary. <laughs> which of these... Questions would you like? Day jobs? <laughs> <laughs> Burgers? Or true crime? Day jobs. Oh! 
I mean, it was brave, but it's just such a bad question. <laughs> okay, your question is, would you rather be known as the coworker that microwaves fish or the one that burns popcorn? Okay, okay, okay. All right. I am a person who works with a lot of people who microwave fish for lunch. Um, this is true. So I would like to be one of them, honestly, because because there's a lot of them, and, and I feel left out, and, and I think what they're eating tastes good, honestly. I think what they're putting together is probably pretty excellent, if maybe a little too spicy for my Irish palate, but I'd like to try. <laughs> I'd like to try and bond with my coworkers and, and not be so judgmental that we have weird smelling things. You know what white ladies microwave? Broccoli, okay? We microwave broccoli at work. We're not doing ourselves any favors. We need to embrace the fish smell in the lunchroom and bond with our coworkers. Molly and Haddock for president. 2020. <laughs> I'm not so much offended that you're eating fish in the lunchroom is that you're microwaving it. It's, it's a very subtle meat. You're just going to nuke all the flavor out of that. That's bad. If you want to make a power move, then just fillet some fish in the lunchroom. Really show us what you're, what you're working with. No, no, I'm going to be the guy who burns popcorn because that's not, oh, you're going to be an inconvenience to people. Oh, things are going to smell bad. I'm going to burn the damn place down. Oh it, enjoy, oh, it smells a little bit. I am a fire hazard, god damn it. I have worked in a hospital where the fire department was called because of a popcorn-related fire, and I will tell you it is not well-received. <laughs> It is not well received by our first responders who come in risking their lives and at 11 o'clock at night they're like, bitch, popcorn? Really? You, you, you burnt popcorn? That's what you brought to me right now. No, I'm about workplace harmony and I want to bond and, and we're going to eat some fish together. Even the ones with the skeletons and the eyes. I'm going to eat the whole fish. Fish. I mean, let's just lay it out on the table here. Oh, one of us is giving everybody an unpleasant smell. One of us is setting people on fire. We're both inconveniencing people. You're just half-assing it. All right. Two very solid cases <laughs> made here. But I think I have to hand the win to Molly Dugan. All right, you can take a break now. All right. Well, Molly has worked her way into the bracket. Into round two, and now we will start round two. So, how long is this show? That's a great question. Um, excellent question. Probably other people are wondering the same thing. Not every round is the same length as we cut out half of the people already. More than half. So... Uh, there's eight people left, four debates, and then two debates, and then one for $500. So, first up in round two, everybody please welcome Sean Rosa and Chloe Cunha. Did you win? No. Ah, fuck. Hey guys, Nick Orlani's here. <laughs> Hey, Nick. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> um, I love you. Second nicest boy in Boston. <laughs> All right. Um, Sean, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Second, okay. Um, so, Chloe, uh, would you like a question about action stars, burgers, or true crime? Sue, action stars. Okay. Your question is, uh, which, which is James Bond more likely to have? A sizable, sizable amount of luggage de dedicated to condoms or chlamydia? Oh. 
I mean, this is a bit of a trick question because it really depends what era Bond. Uh, and I'm going to go classic, classic Bond and just say riddled with chlamydia. Yeah, oh yeah, riddled, just so much chlamydia. Just every organ, very... Is that the one that makes you blind? I'm going to go ahead and say that James Bond cannot see because of all the chlamydia. Um, is it... You know, koalas have a lot of chlamydia, um, which this is a bit of a, a tangent, but, you know, let's go on it. I would love a James Bond movie starring a koala. I think that would be great. I think it would be adorable. Um, it could be voiced by um, Idris Elba. See? That would be dope. Because they're not going to... They're, they're, God, he should just be the real James Bond. But it's second best as a koala, is all I'm saying. Um, okay, wow. That went really off the rails. Time. <laughs> No way James Bond has chlamydia. He's got all the technology at his disposal. Even if he has it, like, they'll, they'll figure out a way to get rid of it. Like, he needs to be the international man of mystery. You're telling me that they can't come up with, like, a car that turns into a condom, that turns into a submarine, that turns into a Plan B pill? Like... Also, he's an international man of mystery. He goes all over the world. I'm sure he's made a couple of stops to CVS. <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a dedicated man, a passionate lover, and he has a license to kill and a license to fuck. See, I feel like this is why he doesn't have a suitcase full of them, though. Because wouldn't you just go to a CVS? Like, wouldn't that blow your cover? Like, if you were at the airport and somebody is scanning your luggage, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a TSA agent, but I think in my head I'd be like, this man has a bag full of condoms. He must be a spy. <laughs> I don't know. It would blow his cover. You know what I mean? It would blow his cover. Just, just have the chlamydia. Time. I mean, I'm pretty sure they can scan for chlamydia at the TSA now, right? <laughs> like, and if he's riddled with it, it's just going to be, it's going to set off all the alarms, you know? It's like, sir, are you trying to blow up this plane with your chlamydia? <laughs> no, you're just, you're just trying to go fuck some... Some, some lady who has, like, a pun for her name? Oh, okay. That's cool. Good for you. Keep doing it, sir. Have, have a safe flight. All right. I got to hand the win here to Sean Rosa. Next up, everybody, please welcome Bill McMorrow and A.J. O'Connell. Hey, Bill. Hi. Hey, AJ. Um, so, Bill, would you like to go first or second? Second. Okay. AJ, which of these questions would you like? True crime, burgers, or sports? Sports. Okay. Your question is, more annoying Red Sox tradition, Sweet Caroline or performance-enhancing drugs? <laughs> It's more annoying, the performance enhancing drugs, way more annoying. Why don't they let them take those drugs? It was so much better when they had the drugs. <laughs> Obviously, it's annoying that they have this rigid policy where you can't do steroid performance enhancing drugs. Squeaker Caroline, whatever. But let them juice up, man. You see the 1999 home run derby at Fenway? It's sick. <laughs> they hit a lot of home runs, and they were all on steroids. And that was the best part. And yeah, they're going to die or whatever, but I'm not. So, like, I give a shit. We're going to have to talk later because there's a couple things, a couple inaccuracies there. First of all, we're all going to die. Second of all, what's my side? I'm sweet Caroline. Fuck, why do I have to defend that? It's horrible, but also. It's awesome. 
it's, it's fun when me and my bros, me and my bros go to the Red Sox game, and even if we're losing, we don't care. Even if it's 14 to 2, we, we like to sing together. We go, hey, hold on, don't go get more beers. Oh, the beers are closed now? All right, let's just get back here and sing a song from 50 years ago. That's accurate. That might, it might be, it feels like it might be about 45. He's, he's done a lot, he's released a lot of different albums. He's got a lot of greatest hits packages. There's a lot of live albums. So depending upon which version went, oh, the one at Fenway Park? What if, it, oh. Time. I don't, I don't care if we lose 14 or two, let's just get some beers or whatever. You just basically saying, take me out to the ball game in defending a lesser baseball song. Also, it's not a baseball song. Wait, did you defend the song? <laughs> the strategy always works for you when you don't pick a side, so I'm going for it. <laughs> Which would you... Yeah, no, porn sensor drugs are more annoying. And the song is great? Wait, you said Time. you had to defend Sweet Caroline. <laughs> did he take the wrong side? You defended uh, steroids in baseball, and he defended Sweet Caroline. Yeah, so it does suck. I was right. <laughs> I defended the right side, I believe. Although, technically, we all know the worst tradition at Fenway was having to pee in that trough with, when you were a little kid. And all the fucking, oh, my God. Dad, I can hold it. You can't hold it. Go in there. I can hold it. Go in with me. That's not helping, Dad. I don't want to see your penis either, Dad. I just want to enjoy a ball game, sing the fucking song, get out of here. Although I am very pro drugs in sports as well. As in Time. <laughs> All right. Two great debates, but I got to hand the win to Bill McMorrow. Okay. Next up, everybody, please welcome Ted Pettingill and Katie Baker. All right. Ted, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second, John. Okay. <clears throat> Katie, uh, which of these questions would you like? True crime, burgers, or Greek mythology? I'm going to go with the true crime. Okay. Your question is, which would you rather have in your home? John Wayne Gacy's artwork or a live, laugh, love sign? I'm going to go... With the live, laugh, love, because one of the most unforgivable things about John Wayne Gacy is how shitty his artwork was. <laughs> like, like a fucking kindergartner could do better, and he'd like put himself into scenes that he was not in, showing just how much of a loser he was. That his like shitty half-ass paintings were his only uh, admir admirings, or making him trying to make himself look good. Like I was in Snow White, I was hanging out. No, you weren't. Fucking asshole. I think he was a pretty good painter, actually. Like, sure, he murdered a bunch of boys and then went to jail and took up painting pictures of sad clowns. That's a story of redemption. I don't know how, but it is. And sure, he killed a lot of boys, but it's still not as bad as live, love, laugh. That is, oh, he just sucks the life out of you, just saying it. Just thinking about it, your soul escapes from your body like a clown choking you from behind. <laughs> How much time do I got? Ten seconds. Ten seconds. I'm no art critic. <laughs> I know good clown paintings when I see them. I am an art critic. I went to art school. Uh, I recognize paintings that are half-assed and shitty. Uh, I think that even though the Live, Laugh, Love is a little basic, it's uh, relatable, whereas the sad clown, that's just making a problem worse. 
Not to mention the, the dead boy ghosts that are probably lurking in the brush strokes, so no thank you. How dare you come to Sally O'Brien's and say negative things about sad clowns. Uh, it's not an open mic. If it was an open mic, that line would have killed. Uh, killed like John Wayne Gacy. True crime was my topic. I picked it, and it's so fitting that it should defeat me. Defeat me like a clown choking me from behind. Time. All right. I got to hand the win here to Katie Baker. All right. And our last debate of round two will be Molly Dugan and Gloria Rose. Okay, um, so Molly, would you like to go first or second? I'll go first. Okay. Which of these questions would you like? Um, junk food, burgers, or the Beach Boys? <laughs> Leave me alone with the burgers. <laughs> junk food, please. Junk food, okay. Your question is, um, <clears throat> would you rather eat an oatmeal cream pie without the cream or zebra cakes made of real zebras? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, <laughs> as a person who was raised on bugles, <laughs> I could use a break. So I'll go with the zebra. Um, I think, you know, we need to live a little. We need to step outside our comfort zone. My father, every weekend, for as long as I can remember, would make frozen pierogies for dinner and layer them in butter, and I should be dead, and my sisters should be dead. <laughs> we ate a mostly carbohydrate-based meal, and I don't know what a zebra is made of. I know it has stripes, and you can do a lot of puns with it. And that it also had a fun, flavorful gum related to zebras. And I, you know, I ate that. <laughs> so the mystery remains, what does the real zebra taste like and why not? <laughs> I'll take the cream pie without the cream, right? That's the... Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just two oatmeal cookies, because you know what? <laughs> That's what I deserve. <laughs> I want something sweet that will be easy on my tum-tum <laughs> so I can go to the bathroom later, all right? And you know what? You click cream pie once, and you're kind of done with it. That's <laughs> you move on. You just want the cookie. You want something solid. You want something relatable. And you want two of them because one is never enough, just like pistachios, another easy on the tummy. <laughs> snack that we can all relate to. You know, it's junk food, too much junk. <laughs> right, just give me, give me that soft, gooey, probably doesn't have any oatmeal in it, oatmeal cookie. <laughs> the hostess or whatever is trying to shove down my gullet. I'll take it. The cream would honestly just slow me down. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I want to eat something and not know the next time I'm going to poop. <laughs> I want it to be a mystery. I, I, I would like to be quite honestly surprised by it. Honestly, I want to win at a game of Never Have I Ever. And I feel like eating zebra would help me get there. I don't know how, because I just remembered the logistics of that game. But maybe it would give me better odds. Uh, if nothing else, it would give me something more interesting to talk about at parties. <laughs> Time. You're telling me you're going to kill an animal, cut it up, and then cover it with frosting to make it look like it did in its original form. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that is sadistic. And you know what won't do that? An oatmeal cookie. Because you know what an oatmeal doesn't look like? It looks nothing like a grain. Because there is 
absolutely none in it. That is, <laughs> it's mostly just sad feelings and unfinished term papers. That is all. <laughs> that oatmeal cream pie with cream. <clears throat> all right. I, uh, this is a tough one to choose. Uh, I think I have to hand the win here to Molly Dugan. Next up, so there are um, three debates left. Yes. So next up, everybody, please welcome Sean Rosa and Bill McMorrow. Hey, guys. Hey. Thanks, Bill. I hope the merch table does well. <laughs> All right. Um, Sean, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. <laughs> My kryptonite! Bill, your question is, uh, do you want Greek mythology, burgers, or Nicolas Cage? Uh, you don't fucking surprise me. All right. Shit. Your question is about burgers. Your question is, would you rather... Nicolas Cage, please. Eat... <laughs> You're too late. Well, this is obviously going to be filed under protest. <laughs> Your question about burgers. Mm, delicious. Yeah. Is would you rather only ever eat at a Wall Burgers for the rest of your life or only be able to watch movies starring Mark Wahlberg? Oh, dude, it's tough. It's tough. All right, I'm going to choose uh, only starring in Mark Wahlberg movies. Because listen, no, listen, fucking hold on, give me a break. I grew up in Hingham, so obviously if there's something I want to do, it's to pay way too much money for a cheeseburger there. But fucking, he's, uh, he's every day he's saying, hey, you piece of shit, you want to be in my movie? Do you look like a bag of shit, you want to be in my movie? So that's fucking, that's, that's doable. Have you, have you, I can't afford Wahlburgers every day, did you say? How many, be honest, how many of you guys eat every day? <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, fucking, you guys can afford to eat every fucking day. Come on, be serious. We're being honest. It's supposed to be a comedy show, but hey, sometimes we're going to be honest with each other. So I'd, I'd be like fucking, uh, hey, Mark, I kind of look like I could be a piece of shit. Could I be in your movie? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, kid. Why not? And then, but I'd go into fucking Wahlbergs and I'd be like, could I have a burger? And they're like, sure, kid, why not? Because they fucking all sound the same. Have you ever? I'm so hungry right now, though. Hey, let's be honest. How Time. <laughs> Listen, Bill, you don't look like a piece of shit because anybody who's wearing a t shirt with my face on it could not look like a piece of shit. <laughs> Also, I would rather eat at Wahlburgers every day because I am putting money in Mark Wahlberg's pocket so that he can complete his final plan of building a time machine and going back and stopping 9-11. <laughs> Do you support America or the Transformers? Last time we started talking about 9-11, it didn't go too well. So I'm going to... And it's so, so close to the anniversary, Sean. Shame on you. Shame, shame on you. We're all offended by that. Listen, I once had a fucking Wahlburger, and I got sick. Yeah, yeah, real sick. I died. <laughs> they brought me back, so I'm okay now. If you guys... Had, let's be honest. How many of you guys have ever, you know, died? <laughs> Did you, you ever die? Time. You know who? You know who else died, Bill? All the people that Mark Wahlberg couldn't save on 9/11, that he will save this time around. Eat Wahlburgers. Never forget to eat Wahlburgers. <laughs> All right, I gotta hand the win here to Sean Rosa. It's 9.13, you motherfucker! That's right. This is basically the t-shirt on stage right now. So, All right. Uh, next up, 
Everybody, please welcome Molly Dugan and Katie Baker. Katie, do you want to go first or second? Second. Okay. Molly, your question. Oh, would you like uh, Nicolas Cage or Nintendo? Mm, Cage me. Okay. Your question is, is Nicolas Cage a 53-year-old man or a 150-year-old vampire? Ooh, yes, yes, yes. He's a vampire. (laughs) And we all know it. Anyone who has tracked his career with the level of attention that I have not (laughs) is aware that he is a vampire. As someone who is pasty and can connect with him on that level. But more importantly, as someone who has dated a series of men who all thought it was really important to show me the movie The Rock. (laughs) I feel like I know enough about him to answer this question, which is that he has clearly sucked the blood of other people. (laughs) When those green gas bombs went off in Alcatraz on that horrific, tragic day that we all remembered that was totally real in The Rock, and Sean Connery was also there because that was a plot point, Nick Cage didn't die. He didn't die, and he probably should have about 10 times over. Do you ever ask yourself why? Do you ever watch that movie and think, this is a critical point here. He should be dead. Time. Nick Cage is a 53-year-old man of illusions. He'll have you think that he's a vampire, just as he'll have you think that he's the ghost rider demon guy uh, and all of his other little tricks that he's got up his sleeve. But uh, he is a man. And you don't have to be a vampire to drink blood. (laughs) And likewise, drinking blood does not make you a vampire. So he can't fool me. Uh, He's a man, man, man of a tricking look like a vampire, but not an actual vampire because they're not real. They're just a a franchise. Not buying it. (laughs) All right, we got a non-believer in our midst. What I'd like to see is his long-form birth certificate. (laughs) Prove to me you weren't born in 1792, Nicolas Cage, because I'm not here for it. (laughs) I know you were. I know you were, and that you've been alive so much longer than the rest of us. Why'd you change your name to Cage? I know why, but I'm asking rhetorically. There's probably a lot more to it. If you've ever given it thought, Think about Time. it. Time. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mr. Capicola, whatever, changing his name to Cage, shows that this man is a pretender, that he is not what he seems, that he merely puts on roles to lie to us, and that's uh, what, what uh, this, this aging man does to try to fool us into thinking he's something that he is not. <laughs> All right. Two rock-solid cases here. However, I think I have to hand the win here to Molly Dugan. The crowd does not agree. Some of you do, some of you don't. I mean, tough choice. All right. And finally, our last debate of the night. (laughs) Bill doesn't follow any rules. Okay. So, lastly, everybody, please welcome Sean Rosa and Molly Dugan. Okay, Um, so, Sean, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. Molly, you can pick between these two topics. Comic books or Nintendo? Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Why isn't Emily Dickinson in here? (laughs) Yes, I'll go comic books. All right. Uh, it's not Emily Dickinson because have you ever listened to the show before? <laughs> I volunteer that as a next topic. <laughs> All right. Um, your question about comic books is what is the more um, messed up comic book that's existed? Marvel's swimsuit issue 
or Marvel's Billy Ray Cyrus comic book? I, oh. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pick the less obvious one here. Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus is probably the most offensive concept I could think of because of his spawn. If we hadn't given him all of that money, maybe his ejaculate would have gone somewhere else. <laughs> maybe it would have gone into different cups at different sperm banks, and then we wouldn't have the monstrosity that we do, which is, which is all of his children. I can think of three of them, and one of them is a very trashy-looking young man with facial tattoos. And the other ones are just trashy-looking children who... We're probably not featured in his comic books. I, don't, I can't even, what would the premise be in his comic book? What is the premise? What did he save, a bar? Like, he has nothing to offer. A line of Levi's maybe, I might buy them. I don't know, I, but no, no. Time. You're forgetting that Billy Ray Cyrus has spawned Feminist hero Miley Cyrus, who is setting reasonable beauty standards for young girls, unlike the Marvel swimsuit edition. Oh, your oh, your waist is as big as my arm. Wonder not not Wonder Woman. She's DC, but they'll they'll do a swimsuit edition too. Who cares? Listen, I mean. Comic books are already pretty bad about like drawing women and like you know appealing to young women, but like a swimsuit edition, like oh sport, like they're just Sports Illustrated, like oh I'm only reading the the magazine for the the, the story, like I'm uh, I really I'm really invested in in Spider Man and not Mary Jane tits. I want to see this swimsuit edition, okay? There is a diverse world of Marvel characters out there. I want to see a tankini. I want to see a monokini. I want to see a two-piece. I want to see a burkini. And I think they'd all be available to us if we would just give it a chance. Have any of you read it? I don't care. What I do care about is that Billy Ray Cyrus is my nemesis. And no one should be flat ironing their hair after the age of 10, because that's when you experiment with it and find out that you can burn your face and neck very quickly, and it's terrible for Time. you. Time. <laughs> Molly, you can tell all these people that you hate Billy Ray Cyrus, but please don't tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart. I can't handle it. Just let me have the Billy Ray Cyrus comic book. I need this. Just like I need to party in the USA. Just like I need to come in like a wrecking ball. Like Billy Ray Cyrus does in the Billy Ray Cyrus comic book. Time. All right, well, this is a tough decision here. Uh, I don't know what you're saying, Bill, but I think I have to hand the win here to Molly Dugan. So congratulations, Molly. Sean, great game. Nice job tonight. Um. <laughs> we don't have Thank a big you. check. We're going to have... Uh, I'm going to go around the room and show everybody the Venmo <laughs> afterwards. Oh, you are all paying for my root canal. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's the best that we could hope for on this show. And I want to thank you guys so much for being here tonight. I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys did too. And um, thank you so much for being here. Good night. was pick a side, stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. I want to say congrats to Molly Dugan for winning our $500 grand prize. And if you want to catch us, we'll be out Thursday night in Worcester. 
as part of the Wootenanny Comedy Festival at the Birch Tree Bread Company at 7 p.m. And you can catch us every Friday night at Maggie's Lounge, 7 p.m., debating different topics each time. You can find me at Sally O'Brien's on Monday nights, 7.30, hosting open mic comedy at The Poor House on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. in the basement. We got half-priced chicken down there. You can find me Friday nights at Maggie's Lounge, obviously. Or, if you want, you can listen to me from your very own home or car by downloading my debut album, 100 Problems. So check it out on iTunes. Look up Sean Carter, 100 Problems, and order your copy today. <laughs>